Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stuart Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me as ever, Blake Harrison. How's it going, man? Hello. You right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for the weekend. I'm hyped for this episode. Uh, which is obviously uh, about this weekend's monster UFC uh, card. I mean, we should also mention, we'll we'll touch upon um, this week's Bellator card as well. Yes. Um, But yeah, so many huge fights, which we will uh, be pulling apart and discussing during this episode. Before we talk any more scraps and stuff, should we talk about free train? We should. We should talk about lovely, lovely free train. Uh, free train can get you some fantastic vests for training in, for running in, for hitting the bag. They've got this kind of pocket for your phone to slot in on the vest. It's got a little popper on it. You pop that open. You can play around with your phone while you're running around and, you know, choose your favorite podcast to listen to fast forward when Stu speaks, all of that stuff. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they're, they're great. They're genuinely brilliant. And, uh, you don't just have to take our word for it. You can go over to uh, to our Instagram page and there's the lovely Brett Johns also talking about how much he loves those free train vests as well while singing a beautiful, beautiful rendition of Shares I Believe in Life After Love. So, uh, you know, it's you a can't, wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. You need it in your life, let me tell you. Um, so there's all of that. And if you go over to freetrain.com, you can get a cool... 10% off by putting in the code MMA fan. If you are someone that runs, hits the bag, anything like that, trust me, this vest will be something you enjoy. So put in the code MMA fan when you're checking out and uh, you'll get a nice 10% off. There you go. What more can we give you? Um, I'll tell you what we can give you. We can give you a bundle of exciting episodes um, in the back catalogue and coming soon. Uh, over the last week or so, um, Blake and I have been recording uh, a stack of episodes with some of the uh, the best in the in the Cage Warriors uh, organisation, as well as Mr. President himself, uh, Graham Boylan. So they'll all be coming your way soon as a, a string of stuff we're doing leading up to the um, Cage Warriors trilogy. Uh, and, I mean, we've, we've sneaked a few little mentions of it out on the socials, but... Um, I mean, I'll take any opportunity to shout about this. Uh, coming soon, an episode that we've recorded with Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, UFC champion. What else is coming their way? What else is coming their way? We've got interviews with Angela Hill coming your way. Uh, 
Ben Shepard is a great little chat for our fight or flight where we talk about uh, an epic fight between uh, Cub Swanson and Duho Choi. And we also mm. talked about the fact that Ben himself has had a, a, a boxing match uh, as well, an exhibition match or whatever it was against uh, Lamar for charity back in the day. But that Not was Lamar really... from Kachagugu, let's clarify that. Let's just clarify that, yeah. But, so that's a great chat as well. And obviously in our back catalogue, we have awesome episodes with the likes mm. of Arnold Allen, Molly McCann, Paddy Pimlet, uh, Jack Jay, Shaw, Jack Shaw, Brett Johns, uh, JJ Wilson from Bellator. Uh, God, there's so many. I, I don't know if I'm missing. Someone that's fighting this weekend. Come on, Blake. Oh, Joe, Come on. Joe Calderwood. How do we? Oh God, I'm useless at this, aren't I? Joanne Calderwood uh, was nice enough to give us an interview a while back as well. Um, so yeah, and the, the important thing about all of those interviews and our fight and flight, fight or flight interviews with uh, people like Lee Mack, Ben Shepard, uh, Laura Checkley and Emily Head, the beautiful thing about all those interviews is they don't necessarily age. You know, it's all mm. about the fighters themselves, how they deal with things, how they prepare for fights. It's not just about one specific fight or moment in their career. We're trying to catalogue a lot about their career and them as human beings as well. So Go and check those out. Even if they recorded two or three months ago, you're still in for a really good chat and they're very up-to-date and current still. Um, anything else? Can we get uh, onto this amazing card? Yeah, I mean, just all that stuff that uh, Blake just mentioned there. If you don't want to miss anything, just subscribe because it really helps as well. And You can leave comments as well. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, be nice, please. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think of the podcast if you're going to be nice. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, let's, let's get on to, uh, let's get on to the weekend and, uh, oh we're going to start, we're going to start God. at the top. Oh, let's start at the top. Come on. Let's not make every, anyone yeah, wait around. Boy. Let's get into it. Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori two for the middleweight mm. belt this Saturday night. I mean, it's an interesting one. Because did you rewatch the first fight? Uh, I haven't. No, I rewatched the one um, uh, from the co-main. Uh, I've yeah. not had time to go back and watch the uh, Vittoria Adesanya. Um, I take it you have then. I absolutely have, and it is interesting. Like, like the caveat here is, I think both fighters have probably evolved. Adesanya has evolved. Uh, Vittori has evolved. So. This fight might be quite a different fight, but if you go and watch the first fight, you can almost see that it's possible that Jan Blahovic watched this fight and went, ah, that's interesting. And I feel like there's, there's a path to victory there for Vittori. An unbelievably hard path to walk down. And I, I have to say, I do think Adesanya wins this fight. I think his striking is too good. But I feel like if you watch that first fight, Vittori clearly wins the third round. And if that went to a fourth round, there's no reason to say why Vittori wouldn't have done the same thing to Adesanya and won that fourth round. And then you're going into a fifth round going, this is all up for grabs. So it's going to oh, be... Oh, that could happen. We've yeah. got five. See, this is something that is, is going to be different. You know, it's five rounds this time, not three. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's, there's other factors involved in this in that I think this could become quite an emotional fight. I think that Vittori 
is naturally just very intense guy anyway. That's just how he does things. He's always quite an angry person. He's, he's a bit sweary, angry. isn't he? He's a bit sweary. He's angry at the world. He's just that's just what he's like. He's, he's he is a bit of a fireball. He's that's that's what he does. Adesanya, I think, is someone that does his best work when he's calm and collected and having fun. And I think Vittori you say gets that. under his skin. Go on. You say that. I watched Embedded um, ahead of this, and it's got uh, Israel's um, coach, one of, one of, I think it's his striking coach, he's on there, uh, and says he, he prefers like, to fight Israel when he's got something to prove, and he feels like there's something to prove here. So maybe... Maybe that's that 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 could make a difference. I mean, but then again, you could say, well, he very much has something to prove in his last fight, Israel. Um, and 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 how much has has that affected his his mind? Yes, it's different division, but do you think that that's that's going to have affected Israel's confidence? I don't know if it would have affected his confidence. I think it affects Vittori in terms of Vittori going, ah, see. It happened recently, and it can be done, and it can be done in a kind of way that I think Vittori thinks he might be able to achieve. Here's why I think he won't be able to achieve it, and what the fuck do I know, as we, you know, we profess all the time, we don't know what we're talking about, but I think that Vittori will look at the Blahovic blueprint and go, that's what I need to do. Kickbox for the first two rounds, make Adesanya get a little bit tired, try and rough him up against the fence a bit, if possible, and then start shooting for takedowns, particularly in the open. Because when he's in the open, Adesanya seems to find it more difficult to get back to his feet. Against the fence, he seems to be able to do all right. But out in the open, I think Adesanya struggles. And I think that's what Vittori's going to try and do. And I think it's what he's done in the previous fight. But I don't think Vittori's got the skill that Jan Blahovic has in the kickboxing. And also, he doesn't possess the power that Jan Blahovic has. Because let's remember that Jan Blahovic probably went into that fight at least a stone heavier, if not more, than Adesanya sure. was in that fight. So that extra weight with the takedowns, that extra weight in terms of being slightly fearful of getting tagged with a shot, that's all going to play a part. Vittori won't have that extra weight and that extra power. So I think Adesanya can be a bit freer to let his hands go a little bit more or coax Vittori in with traps and uh, and be less worried about the takedown because Vittori won't be as good as Blahovic and as heavy as Blahovic. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I think the way that, that Izzy responds to Vittori in a couple of their interviews and stuff makes me think Izzy could fight a little bit angry. Mm. Um, and there's also something that I'm unsure whether I want to even bring up, but bring I kind it up. of feel like I feel like maybe it's a story. Well, it's it's a sad thing. I feel like it's maybe potentially something that would impact the fight or, or, or could impact Izzy or or something. So uh people probably don't know. Uh there's a, a fighter called uh Fal Vaki that was a training partner over at City Kickboxing, and he very sadly died recently. And uh there's you know, Izzy put up a post about it a while back and um, uh, I think he's held pads for Izzy and, and stuff like that. You know, he's a big member of the City Kickboxing family. So, and it was very recent. It was like last month or something that this this guy sadly passed away. And it, it, it was due to um, what people are calling a, 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 an alleged, I guess you have to say, but uh, what they call a coward punch in New Zealand. I hadn't heard the phrase before, but it's where... 
you know, you're not looking and someone's come and punched you from behind. And I don't know whether it would be the impact of falling over or the punch itself that's really done the damage. But Valvaki was in hospital for a while and sadly didn't recover. Um, that's terrible. It's absolutely awful. And I hope that whoever's responsible for this is punished to the full extent of the law. And I think that some of the people from City Kickboxing, including Izzy and maybe Eugene Behrman as well, the head coach, have come out and said the punishments for these crimes are not enough to to hit someone when they've got their back to you or you're not ready for it to just go and do it to someone because you had an argument with them earlier or something like that. It's horrendous. It, it, sh- it maybe should be, especially when incidents like this mm. lead to <clears throat> a death or something like that. I, I, I think that, you know, that manslaughter could be a, a, a fitting punishment for for something like that rather than what's in place at the moment which doesn't seem like enough obviously that's an incredibly sad thing to talk about and I wasn't sure whether it was right to bring it up for this but you think well we're talking about the mindsets of these fighters and we're talking about how it can affect their performance and stuff and maybe maybe something like this does I hope it doesn't and I hope ultimately that Fowler's friends and family are, are doing as, as well as they can be with, with this stuff but Maybe it, it maybe it has an impact. And when you're dealing with someone like Marvin Vittori, who is a button pusher, I'm not saying that he would bring this up or any at yeah, all. Of course. But he's 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 going to be trying to push his buttons in other ways. Yeah. And if you're already a little bit more fragile, a little bit more frayed, you're in grief, anything like that. This stuff's going to play a part. And as you mentioned, coming off his first loss in MMA. Mm. These are all big factors to consider. Absolutely. But I've just been looking at their records. um, And there's a huge difference in who they've fought. Huge difference. And so I'm just going to rattle off a few um, from Marvin's. Um, Obviously, the the cancelled fight. He's had a lot of cancellations. He's been quite an unlucky fighter. Uh, The cancellation against Teal. Before that, uh, decision over Kevin Holland. Uh, ahead of that, cancelled fight against Jacaray, cancelled fight against Akhmedov, um, win over Hermanson, uh, win over Carl Robertson, which was the third time they tried to get that fight uh, scheduled. It was cancelled twice. Cancelled bout with Darren Stewart before that. Uh, and then, yeah, he's win before that, Andrew Sanchez. Um, so it's you, you look at that as, as a as a fight record and you know, I'm not suggesting he's anything other than, you know, an incredible fighter. But then if you look at Izzy's, obviously the loss to Yan, um, Paolo Costa, Yael Romero, Robert Whitaker, uh, Kelvin, Anderson Silva, Derek Brunson. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's some serious, serious fighters that you're getting experience in that octagon with. And, does Vittori pose a problem that a lot of them didn't? I I don't think so. No. I, I and also most importantly, he's already beaten Vittori. Mm. Um and as much as Vittori has said that he thinks he won that fight, I really don't think he did. I think Adesanya beat him the first two rounds and then Vittori got a lot of success yeah. in the third round. He'd probably take some confidence from that, but but no, I think, you know, and as you just said, the records speak for themselves. Adesanya mm. is, I think, a different level and mm. I think if Vittori were to somehow win this fight, and I don't think that is actually going to happen, but if he were to win this fight somehow, 
I think they'd probably do an immediate rematch. And I think Adesanya would win that rematch. Like, I think mm. it would be a hiccup. I don't think it would be uh, a situation where we go, oh my God, Vittori is better than Adesanya. But yes, yeah. I'm assuming you're going for an Adesanya win on this as well. I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then again, don't, don't ever sort of underestimate the underdog. He's got everything to play for, do you know what I mean? He's, uh, yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's the new kid on the block that's, you know, that, that, that wants to pull off the upset and there's always got to be something to be said for that. Do you know what I mean? But, 100%. but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate there, but you know, ultimately I do think that, that is, he's just too good. I agree. I agree. Shall we roll on to the Figgy Moreno fight? Yeah, man. I wish this, this was is 20 rands. Oh, <laughs> I wish this was hell, a 20 rounder. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is the fight for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love Izzy. I really want to see Leon do well. I'm a big Nate Diaz fan as well. But this is the fight. That first yeah, fight was unbelievable. What did you think of that first fight? Because you've rewatched it, right? Insane. Insane. It's like you just don't want it to end. It's like, yeah, it, 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 that is one that at some point will we'll send someone for a fight or flight. 100%. Yes. I, I mean, it, was, it had everything. Those scrambles. Amazing boxing. I mean, the other thing that we haven't spoken... The pace. The pace was ridiculous. And do you know what's amazing about that? They both fought that fight on three weeks' notice. Because they both fought on the pay-per-view previously. Both got wins in, I think, the first round. And I think... I don't know what fight it was, but a fight in the next pay-per-view got taken off, probably injury or something like that. I can't remember. And they went to Figueredo, would you defend your belt at the next one as well? against Brandon Moreno, who was also fighting on that card and won in the first round. They both said yes. Did that epic fight on three weeks' notice. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I mean, that yeah. is incredible. Um, now they've had time to game plan for each other because they've known since that fight that, res- that uh, resulted in a draw that they'll be mm. fighting each other again. So there's a lot of game planning been going on now, so this might change things slightly. Um... I mean, the, the first fight, just while we stick on, stick on the first fight, I mean, it had absolutely everything. I mean, the boxing from Moreno, that kind of left hook body, left hook head. Yeah. So yep. sharp, so quick. Figueredo's power, Moreno's chin. Unbelievable. He was getting hit with some big shots and Figueredo was walking it down. And then it seemed like Figueredo maybe got tired and yep. Moreno was coming back. Uh, yeah, And then there was obviously the low blow with the point deduction. That yep. was massive. I think without that, I I personally rewatching it think even with the point deduction, you could score that for Figueredo. So with the point deduction, so without the point deduction, I think Figueredo wins that fight. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I kind of uh, as you were sort of discussing it, I was just thinking, yeah, where's he? And then obviously when you mentioned the the deductions, then yeah, fair enough. Yeah, possibly. Um, I don't care the the draw means we've got a rematch, and that's all I'm bothered about. I just yeah. want to see more of it. Um, and, I mean, one of the greatest uh, names ever. Just look at him, the assassin baby. Oh, just. yeah. And do you know what's so cool, right? I was watching some stuff on him. Uh, he collects Lego and uh, and pop figures. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> just seeing him, he talked about getting his paycheck, and it just meant he could buy Lego. I just love yeah. it. So good. And also, I've heard, and I hope I've not got this wrong, because it makes me sound really bad, but I'm sure this is true. Um, his, I think I mentioned this on a previous uh, episode actually, but um, his family 
have the most Mexican business ever as they make piñatas. So good. So good at it. And then Figueredo yeah. is like is like an ex hairstylist and an ex, <laughs> I know and an ex sushi chef. Like there's so many just fun little things about these guys that's just awesome. And I'll uh, tell you what, we need to do an episode, right? We need to do an episode of uh, of our dream MMA dinner guests. <laughs> we've, we've got to pick five each because these stories are incredible. It's great. It's great. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean... He literally would bring, like, fucking food to the table. I did not know he was a chef. Yeah, ex-sushi chef and uh, and hairstylist. So we'll all be looking good and eating some nice, healthy sushi. Um, I mean, the the one thing I think is a big difference between them is is I think Figgy really has the power edge. Yeah. And as much as I don't like people using excuses after a fight to kind of excuse their performance or to maybe take away from their opponent. I don't like that. However, Mm. it has been reported and Figueredo said it himself in his post-fight interview. That night before the fight, he had a stomach infection and was in hospital until 2 a.m. the day of the fight. I mean, we spoke to uh, 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 Nathan Fletcher, who's going to be part of our Cage Warriors uh, trilogy specials and, he talked about uh, having like an infection when fighting. Food poisoning. Food poisoning. It's not mm. fun. I mean, it sounds horrendous. So, um, so yeah, that must that that probably did affect him and his performance. So, you know, these these are all big factors. It, it gives the the fight even more kind of storylines and narratives to look at. Mm. Um, it's it's if it's if it in any way lives up towards that first fight, we're in for an absolute classic again. Yeah. So I yeah. cannot wait for that fight. Who are you picking to win it? I'm going to go for Moreno. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love you for that. I love you for that because <laughs> I want Moreno, but I'm picking yeah. Figgy. I think okay. Figueredo has the power edge. He's going to do it. Yeah. But I, I love Moreno. I lo- as a person, I think he seems yeah. great. He seems just like a geek, and I love yeah. that. And... uh his boxing, that kind of, it feels to me like you're more of a boxing guy than me, so you might correct mm. me on this, but it feels like that very traditional Mexican boxing style. It feels like a, a kind of a De La Hoya type, type vibe about him. Am I right in saying that? Or Tough as fuck. Yeah. Just tough absolutely. as fuck boxers. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, as you said, can take a shot. Yes. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and that kind of style of like take one to give one as well, then yeah, that, that makes for good fights, you know? Yeah. It really does. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, this, they're not the only two five-rounders. We've got a third five-rounder on this card. Yep, yep. Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? He said, something going to go wrong for Leon. We've oh, got, how long we got? Don't for, <laughs> three days. That. Oh, no, you've done it. Oh, no. Because the thing is... There's, you probably won't get good odds on that. No. Because it's, 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 he's had such bad luck, hasn't he? Mm. And we already mentioned, I think it's supposed to be on the previous card. Um, 
the previous pay-per-view card. Uh, oh, God. I hope it goes well. I hope it happens okay. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I... How do you I, see it going? I think that... Um, I think that Edwards wins it, and I think Edwards wins it comfortably. So I was slightly distracted then because my family have just walked in. Somehow they pressed the doorbell. There's kids going mad. I don't know if you can hear that, but I can no. hear it through the door. Um, but yeah, I think getting myself back on track, uh, I think it's it's Edwards to lose, if I'm mm-hmm. honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nate Diaz is great. He's a warrior. He'll probably be there for the whole five rounds unless a doctor comes in and stops it because of a cut, which again... Is that likely? Because Edwards, off the break, has got some vicious elbows. And Diaz's face, it does seem like it gets cut relatively easily. I'm not saying it will necessarily stop the fight. The Masvidal stoppage that people get hung up on sometimes is because it was around the eye and on the eye Mm -hmm. and stuff. So, you know, it might just get cuts on the forehead, on the cheeks, on any of those things. But I, I will be amazed if Diaz leaves that fight without blood coming out of his face i'll be amazed i mean how do you see leon dealing with the jujitsu i i think he'll be okay i don't think i think he won't look diaz doesn't take you down Hmm. he 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 boxes you and if and off his back he can be dangerous Hmm. i think leon he might take him down i think he'll be comfortable i think what will be uh, what I think might be apparent, and who knows, I might be wrong, but I think the size will be apparent. I think Leon is the first true welterweight Nate has faced in a very long time, and I don't think he's done well against welterweights. I looked at his record earlier. Nate Diaz really has, has fought Rory McDonald and lost. Mm. That was a true welterweight. There might be one or two others in there, but you think about the fights he's had recently at welterweight, you're looking at Conor McGregor twice, a loss mm. and a win, McGregor before mm, that point was up, a featherweight, up. you know. That Pettis, yeah. Pettis was a lightweight. They fought a featherweight and he won. Uh, they fought, sorry, at welterweight and he won. And then uh, who was the other guy he felt? Oh, Masvidal. Masvidal was a lightweight. I know he's welterweight now and he's doing well and blah, blah, blah. But Masvidal was a lightweight for a very long time. Mm. Leon is a true welterweight. And I think Leon might just have the strength and the power to just do really well against him and pick him apart and, and land the more impactful shots. And I think Diaz's boxing's great, but he doesn't really knock people out. It's mm. that kind of tap, 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 tap. And he grinds you down with just good pressure, good boxing. But he's got his volume. It's not a big mm. punch. And Edward's not exactly a knockout artist either, but I think he'll hit harder than Diaz. And I think in the clinch and being pushed up against the fence, Edwards could could do some damage to him there. And if it goes to the ground, as long as Edwards is sensible, I think he can land ground and pounder. I think, you know, as long as he's sensible with his wrestling and doesn't put himself in any kind of, uh, don't get in Diaz's guard, you know, stay away from Diaz's guard in case he throws up a triangle or whatever. But yeah, I I, I think Edwards do it. And it's a really interesting fight in terms of the outcomes because it has huge implications on the welterweight division. If if Edwards wins, this is the fight he's been lacking. Edwards is, you know, it's like nine and zero in the welterweight division. But when you look at the welterweight fights he's had, 
He's not got that many amazing names on his record. Luke's nope. doing very well at the moment. That's probably his best name, I would say. RDA is a solid name, but again, RDA is more of a lightweight than a welterweight. Yeah. Cowboy Cerrone, eh, towards the end of his career, you know, a win over Cowboy is not what it was years and years and years ago. And Gunnar Nelson, who, you know, where's Gunnar been for ages? And and he was, you know, kind of dipping down. He needs a name like this. He needs a Nate Diaz for for people to be, and I think he needs a finish. He's a, mm. someone that gets a lot of decisions. If Leon gets a finish against Nate Diaz, I think he can jump over Colby and get his title shot. And, and he really deserves it. But can you imagine if Nate wins? He's going to piss everyone off and jump over <laughs> absolutely everyone because he is the biggest money fight. He is an, a really easy fight for Usman as well. Usman won't be sweating Nate Diaz at all. And... What about That's... Kobe? Shouldn't Kobe be sweating Nate? Nah, not really. I, I think Kobe would love to fight Nate Diaz. But I think that it, they're looking at Kobe Usman for the belt next in a rematch. I think Nate would trump all of them just for star power. I, I, I think he'll have star power. Usman will want it as well because that's a great name to have in your record. Um, and he'll make the most money for the easiest work. Colby is a really hard fight for Usman, but I think Usman's the favourite. Leon is a hard fight for Usman, but I think Usman's definitely the favourite in that fight as well. Diaz, I think, is a super easy fight for Usman. And it's the most money you'll make. See, a strange little thing I just, I'll throw out there, and I might be talking absolute nonsense. Um, but look, as you said, we've looked at Leon's record, and there's there's some legit fighters in there. There's been no fighters on that record i mean maybe cowboy i guess but as you said like maybe a a kind of a cowboy on the turn a little bit do you think the occasion will have any bearing on leon a huge huge card and he's fighting a diaz and that's a big thing you know nate might not be the fighter he was when he fought connor maybe i don't know but it's still a huge thing you're going to walk out to that cage is there crowds at this one? I'd imagine so. Then them crowds are not going to be wanting Leon Edwards to win. No, they're um, going to be. But I, I think will know that. Mm. But I mean, I'm sure he will. But how much does that impact? You know, when you walk out and you've got everybody booing you every time Nate's, you know, gives you a slap, the whole place is erupting with noise. Like, is that, you know, is that kind of size of occasion? Will that have any sort of deficit to his performance? I don't think so, because I don't think Leon cares about that stuff. And I think mm. that I was at the Till Masvidal fight where Leon fought Gunnar Nelson. And I was shocked and, quite frankly, appalled as well at the amount of people that were cheering for Gunnar over Leon. Yeah. And I was like, we're in London. Leon's from Birmingham. I know Gunnar Nelson is all like, yeah, he worked, he's with Connor and it's SBG and it's, you know, the Irish thing and whatever. That we sh- the English fans should have been drowning out any support for Gunnar Nelson, and mm. they just weren't. No one, it, he Leon was not getting the support that I think he deserved and was entitled to being the, the home nation fighter. And so I think if you can get through that, if you can be in your home country 
and still feel like the crowd are cheering for the Icelandic guy, mm. I think you'll be able to deal with going to Vegas and having everyone cheering for Nate Diaz sure. and stuff. That that's I don't know. I mean, you're right. It's probably the biggest fight of his career, the highest yeah. profile fight and all that. I don't see it getting to him. I, th- I think he's made of much sterner stuff and mm-hmm. I don't see it getting to him. And I think over the course of those five rounds, it's interesting because I think Nate's gas tank is really, really good. But I, I'm, I think Leon's smart and I think he knows that Nate's gas tank is good and he knows he's a, he fights smart. He doesn't do anything stupid, Leon. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he'll get the job done. I just hope he does it with a finish rather than a decision because if he gets a decision... I don't think that's enough to leapfrog Col- Colby Covington. But if he gets a finish, it might be. Who do you want to win? Leon, all day. Yeah, I, I, For me, that's not even a question. He's the English fighter. He's the British fighter. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I like Nate Diaz. But again, even if I wasn't... No, that's, I'm about to lie to the people. Uh, <laughs> no, I was about to say, even if Leon wasn't... Are you, are you still going to lie? Yeah, I'm still going to lie, yeah. No, no, no. Right. no I was going to say, even if Leon wasn't British, yeah. I'd be maybe leaning towards him because it means more to the division. Nate Diaz is not going to beat Kamaru Usman, so I'm not as fussed about seeing that fight. I totally so, get you. So, you know, I, I, want, I want the big fights to happen. Leon mm. Edwards versus Usman is the fight that should be happening, I think. Mm. He's got the record for it. It's a rematch of the first one. There's been such a long period of time since that fight. That's the fight to have. Nate Usman means nothing, really. It's, it's the kind of thing, again, isn't it? It's star quality, and it's like this, where the money fights are, so people are going to want to take them. You know, we saw it with Usman last time, didn't we, with um, Jorge. It was like, well, that's, that's where the pan notes are. And, you know. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you we 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 both reckon Leon's going to win this. I yeah. I think I think Leon wins it. I just hope it's by a finish. Okay. So next up, we we're gonna. I think we're gonna try and bypass the the main card a second just to get to what I think is the most important other kind of British fight on the card, which is on the prelims, which mm-hmm. is Joanne Calderwood, uh, our old guest of the show. Uh, against Lauren Murphy in what is yeah. likely to be, it's got to be a number one contender fight to face Valentina mm-hmm. Shevchenko. How do you feel about this one? Uh, I think JoJo's going <sighs> to um, nail this. I think uh, I know she's. Uh, if I'm, mis- I'm just going to try and pull up the stats here. She's ranked below, isn't she? Yeah, I mean Lauren uh, Murphy's on just... a four fight win streak. I think she's she's tough. Yeah, I just think. I don't know. I, uh, just speaking to her when we had her on the podcast and just, you know, seeing her in interviews and that now, she seems a very happy fighter and a happy yeah. fighter is a dangerous fighter. Um, and yeah, I just think she had that opportunity to, uh, that was taken away uh, to fight the champ. Uh, and I just think no mistakes to be made now. She wants that fight and I think she does a number. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think on the feet, JoJo's got the upper hand. 100%. Muay Thai's incredible. Yeah. Murphy will be trying to take it to the ground, I think. Uh, and she can be dangerous down there. It's really, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. I think, uh, you know, Murphy's on a four-fight win streak. It's also interesting in terms of, like, how the general public and MMA fans will see it. Because 
on one hand, yes, it's likely to be a number one contender fight. But a number one contender for what? For going in there and getting a paycheck against Valentina because the 99% of MMA fans and MMA journalists and anyone that knows anything about MMA will say there is not a single person in that flyweight division that can cause Valentina a problem. So it's weird to have this, this number one contender fight where practically everyone is going, well, yeah, but it's a number one contender fight, but none of them are, are an interesting fight for the champion. I mean, I know we want Jojo to win. We like Jojo and we want her to go in and win this fight and then beat Valentina. But you talk to any MMA fan or any MMA journalist or anything like that, they're all saying neither of these ladies have a chance against Valentine. It's it's so strange, and it's the same with the GOAT as well. When you see them both fight, they don't fight like <laughs> any other women in their divisions. They look absolutely head and shoulders above them, and everything about them is just – it just screams – power it's so sharp it's so measured there's never anything wasted there's no wasted shots everything seems to be just on point and you watch any other fighters in that division and they're all elite level fighters i'm taking nothing away from them i never see that delivery of perfection that you get from the goat and from valentina i think they're just different level fighters and i think of course we want jojo to win because a, she's she's from our country, and and she's bloody lovely. Um, she really is. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like. Uh, but then again, these the, these are people that have, have got in their <laughs> octagons, uh, you know, or, or or rings back in when 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 Joanne was doing Muay Thai. They're not scared of people, you know. They, they've been in battles. They've been they've been finished. They've been you know they, they've. You know, they've they probably had a fair few idings in their time. Like, does that necessarily mean that they think they're going to get anything worse from fighting Valentina? They want that belt. There's a reason that they're in this this sport, this division. They're in this organisation. They want to be the best in the world. Uh, and I think all the time you've got someone that is elite level <coughs> and they get that opportunity... They should never be written off. I sh- we shouldn't dismiss all the other fighters in there. As much as I've just said that that Valentina does appear to just, when I watch her, seem just a different level. But it's the fight game. People can get knocked out. People can get choked out. You know, it's it's not unheard of. And, you know, to get yourself in that position and to fight for that belt, I think, I think yeah, JoJo's going to do a number at the weekend and get that shot. Yep. So we're both going for JoJo on that one. Uh, you right? You've literally left the room for that, Tim. It's like hocking up your guts. I, I thought I could get away with it. I really did. I was like, oh, my God. I, I've just, like, had my last swig of, like, my Coke Zero, and it has definitely gone down the wrong way. I don't even know if my voice probably sounds weird right now. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's gone badly for me. Side note, that happened to me on stage once. I had to do a, a play. I was doing a play, and I was alongside Les Dennis, and I had to... Um, I mean, this is great already. It's great already. He was playing my dad. Uh, uh, and uh, I was chew- eat, had to eat this digestive biscuit on stage and have a couple of t- cup of tea. And there was one night where I just ate some of it and somehow just forgot how to swallow like a human. And um, 
it went down the wrong hole. And I was just like, it was a really small theater as well. So like they were on top, the audience were on top of you. And I was just like trying to delicately cough and get rid of the biscuit from the back of my throat. And Les has finished his line and I had to then speak and I just kind of responded like, and he couldn't like, was barely keeping it together. I had to just keep drinking the tea as much as possible. The stage management even wrote it in the, the, the report of the show. They have to do like a show report and they, they put Blake chokes on a digestive. <laughs> no more biscuits for Blake. No more biscuits for Blake during the show. It was horrendous because there's no way in hell anyone thought it was anything other than what it was. Was this actor could not eat a biscuit on stage without choking. It was so embarrassing. Anyway, sidebar. Um, <clears throat> let's get into... Uh, the next British fighter on the card, Paul, Paul Craig. He's fighting on the main card against Jamahal Hill. And uh, that sounded like you just said pulled pork. Pulled pork. Pulled pork. <laughs> pulled pork. <laughs> a big Paul Craig uh, against Jamahal Hill. He's a Hill. big boy as well, he's isn't he? He's a big boy. This is an interesting fight because I think that even though Paul Craig's got much. I'd say a better record in terms of the amount of fights he's had and the, the level of competition he's had. I think Hill is going to go in as the favourite. I think eight and Hill's, he's 8-0. and o, He's undefeated. He's come through the contender series. He had a great win against OSP. He's very good with like that kind of Muay Thai style. He uses very good punches. He's good in the clinch with his knees. He's rips to the body. Um, <clears throat> he is, he's very dangerous. Mm. I don't think Paul will want to strike with him. Paul does a lot of his best work in the jiu-jitsu and in the scrambles yeah. and stuff like that so i think paul craig has got to find a way to get this to the ground and close that distance and get a body lock or something and, and get him mm. to the ground and that's when i think he's in his world i mean but paul craig is he's no mug i mean he's uh he's on a i would say he's on a four fight win streak technically he's three wins and one draw in his last four fights but his shogun, first fight yeah. with shogun hua mm. That was a split decision draw in Brazil when you're like, if this was anywhere else in the world, yeah. Paul Craig's won that fight. Um, mm. So I, I, I think that's a four-fight win streak. And he's got a win over Magomed Ankalaev, who is I, very possibly the next light heavyweight champion in waiting, just waiting for those right matchups. He is an absolute beast. And um, Paul Craig submitted him at four minutes and 59 seconds of the yeah, third of round. Yeah. And you're like, what? How has he done that? And I think he was, was losing that fight and pulled out a submission. And that is what he's like. If, if you're fighting Paul Craig, the last thing you want to do is go to the ground with him. He can surprise you with something special. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think we're going to see a classic striker versus grappler match up there. I really want Paul Craig to win. I think... The betting favourite will be Hill, but I'm going to go with Paul Craig just out of uh, loyalty. Yeah, I agree with you, brother. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on that as well. Um, yeah, I just think coming off the win over Shogun, uh, I, I think spirits are high. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's, do you know, what? just looking for his record. When he thought, I'm going to, I'm not even going to try and pronounce uh, the surname Kennedy. Ne- 
Neck chip. Oh, I'm not even. I'm not going to go there. Uh, sorry, Co- fire. Cougar chip. <laughs> no, oh, do you know what? I saw that when we, was, when we was looking through JoJo's record. I thought, should I have another crack at that? No. For those that um, didn't, uh, <laughs> that was it. for those that. Uh, yeah, that wonder what the hell we're talking about. That's um, various pronunciations I did to uh, try and nail Catelyn's name, and uh, I'm still not going to do it. The correct um, but, pronunciation yeah. is Chukagian and Chukagian. Chukagian. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, uh, yourself, Brian and Pip, just let it pass. Didn't mention it. Yeah, didn't bring it up. Of course. Uh, uh, when he fought Kennedy uh, again triangle choke um, last minute around three as well so uh, he likes leaving it to uh, to, to, to you know to uh, as, as the shop shutting and then getting the job done so uh, and he was yeah. inexperienced he might get carried away and go for the ground and pound and Craig can wrap out or he might relax for the last like 15-20 mm. seconds of the final mm. round and all of a sudden Craig just pulls something out of the bag you never know you've got to be got to keep your wits about you and uh, fingers crossed Paul Craig can get it done what I like about this is um, some of the stats that you pulled up here it's uh, talking about this sort of fundamental uh, foundation style that got him into it Kung Fu love it Kung Fu (laughs) you don't hear that very often it's always like Muay Thai or boxing bit of Kung Fu lovely lovely all over that what else we got to talk about on this card the last British fighter on the card is Darren Uh, the Dentist Stewart He's rematching Eric Anders, this time at light heavyweight. The first fight was at middleweight, and it was only recently, people might remember, it was that other illegal knee that led to a no contest. Shortly, Was it the card after uh, the Peter Yarn uh, Aljamain Sterling knee? I think it was like the week after. Everyone was, was like, oh, was. my God. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Darren Stewart very bravely tr- tried to continue but the ref stopped it. He looked a bit wobbly on his legs. But if you remember that fight, up until that moment, it was a great fight. I mean, Darren Stewart seemed to rock Eric Anders early. Then Eric Anders really rocked Stewart, and that led to Stewart being down and the knee coming in when when Stewart was down. So this is potentially going to be, fingers crossed, especially with them being at light heavyweight now. They're both going to have more cardio. They're going to be really going for it. Uh, This could be another a war that, that maybe lasts only a round or something like that. It could be really interesting, a uh, fun fight. Mm, um, mm, other than yeah, that, um, uh, oh, God, sorry. No, just, just looking through their records. Anders obviously has had a lot more experience of, of fighting big names. Uh, you know, he's, I mean, uh, granted a lot of my losses to, uh, Tiago Santos and Machida, um, losses to, uh, round tree. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought what we saw of the last fight before the unfortunate uh, end of it, I thought both fighters looked good. Um, I've seen quite a few sort of interviews with uh, Eric Anders. Seems like a really, really nice dude. Oh, cool. I haven't seen those. And, uh, and, and, and Darren Stewart, well, you know, he's hometown boy. We've got to, you know, we've got to put the love in there. So Absolutely. Who you pick him? I'm going to go Darren Stewart. I mean, look, the last fight looked like Eric Anders had the upper hand. Hopefully mm-hmm. Stewart has maybe kind of tweaked a couple of things or whatever and put himself in a better yep. position this time. But you've got to go with, with the hometown guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, cool. yeah, we're going for Stewart on that one. Then you've got uh, Meyer, Damian Meyer, in what could be his last fight against Bilal yeah. Mohammed. Bilal Mohammed, really unfortunately, was Leon Edwards' last opponent. Of course, and he ended with yeah. That, the, uh... that eye poke. 
Uh, I think Leon was winning that anyway. He comfortably won that first round, I think. But then the eye poke was a real shame. But Bilal's got a chance to move into the top 10 here with a big name. So I think this is a huge fight for Bilal Mohamed. And no prizes for guessing where Damian Meyer wants to fight. He wants it on the ground. He wants to lock up the submission. Uh, And if it's his last fight, I mean, uh, maybe he'll be hungry to go out on top. Uh, Maybe Bilal was just more hungry because he really wants to make it in that top 10 and and get a a win over a really big name. So that could be an interesting fight. Um, There's a couple of other good fights on the prelims, but I don't know that we necessarily have got a huge amount to say about them. Um, I wonder if we should move on. Go on. Now, before we move on, let's just have a little look, because if this is the last we get to talk about um, about Damian Meyer, let's just look at who he's for. It's insane. Um, Gilbert Burns, Ben Askren, uh, Usman, Covington, Woodley, Masvidal, Condit, Matt Brand, Gunnar Nelson, Neil Magley, Rory McDonald's, Jake Shields, John Fitch, Rick Story, Chris Weidman, Mark Munoz, Anderson Silva, Nate Marquardt, Chow Sonnen. It's insane. That's He's fought everyone. Jack Array. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's not even half of the, the people that he's fought. I'm just reeling off the, you know, the legends that have uh, have shared that octagon with him. I love him. He fought for the belt against Tyron Woodley as well, didn't he? I think he fought, he, he fought Woodley for the belt and unfortunately lost that fight. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, of recent times when he stepped in with you, Woodley's, Covington's, Usman's and Burns and, you know, the, 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 the serious players in that division, unfortunately, he's come off on the, the you know, the wrong end of them fights. But, uh, I mean, an absolute legend of the sport. Got to be a, a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, I would have thought so, yeah. I mean, absolute legend. He's a, a, a huge name in the jiu-jitsu world, if not like the mm. name in the jiu-jitsu world yeah. as well. And uh, he proved that he was not the worst striker in the UFC by outstriking Ben Askren at one point. So, uh, you know, you've got to give him props for that as well. (laughs) It's me taking shots at Damian Meyer. I love Damian Meyer. It was a joke. Um, But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. We we need to reference that because he is a legend of the sport. And if this is his last fight, then, you know, fingers crossed he goes out in the right way. and I suppose the only other thing to talk about is briefly mention that UFC is not the only card on this weekend. There is there is a big no. Bellator card as well. And and we spoke about this before uh, we press record, and, and and it was you that went, oh, you know, there's a Bellator this weekend, and I was like, is there? And it was only when you referenced that um, Paul Daly was fighting, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I knew he was fighting soon. Uh, it just feels like I don't know where they're spending their marketing budget because. It doesn't seem to be getting the profile of of, of you know the, the, the you know the, the presence online that you see from UFC and 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 other organisations. You know, Cage Warriors being a prime example. Like we've you know we've Bellator. It, I don't know, and they've got great deals at the moment. But you know, you can watch them fights on the iPlayer. You know, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Like they are currently more accessible than, you know, cage warriors. They are currently, you know, you could argue they're more accessible than the UFC because, you know, you need BT Sport or UFC Fight Pass to watch the UFC. Everyone's got iPlayer. Everyone has got iPlayer in this country. But no no one knows. I I think I know more about it going on BBC iPlayer 
through listening to a couple of American MMA-based podcasts than I yeah. do from anything in this country. So whatever they're doing to market Bellator in the UK, they need to step it up a bit because mm. the fact that I, I can't even think about how I found it, but I found out like, or I was reminded today that the card was on. I've known about the UFC card for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and been excited for it for weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks. The Bellator card, it's got some great fights on it. Why, yeah. why aren't they publicizing it more or why aren't they targeting the British audience more? And one of the really genius things that that they do, obviously you can watch it um, on the iPlayer, but then if you're like Blake and I and our families and, and, and try to sort of get up the next morning and, and, and watch it then, you know, and they actually split it up. So you can pick the fight you want to watch. You haven't got to watch some of the fights that maybe you've got less interest in. You can go... I only really want to watch, I haven't got much time, I want to watch that one, I want to watch that one. And you can do that, he's set up to do that, it's brilliant. Yet, it still feels that something, as you said, that's so accessible, isn't widely known. No. And, and and I think there's, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Bellator, get in touch, let us hype, <laughs> let us hype Bellator on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, abs- it's absolutely true. I-, I do feel like they need to change things. I do think that they need to, to do more to boost it. Because iPlayer is a great deal. Everyone mm. has iPlayer. You don't have to be a specific MMA sports fan or whatever to have it. Everyone has iPlayer. You should be doing something to promote it. I mean, why aren't iPlayer and BBC doing more? I don't know if there's any kind of... I don't know why you would get Bellator and then maybe have any reservations about the sport itself. So I'm sure they're fine with it. It's a perfectly legitimate and brilliant sport we talked before about people finding it a bit brutal but you know it's a legitimate sport it's a great sport mm. um so i feel like the bbc could maybe do a little bit more to, to promote it as well but it's a strange one i mean and, and what's going on with their website i don't know if this is just like me but anytime i try and go on to like like you go onto the ufc website you've got the events the rankings mm. Uh, you know, stuff about the fighters, all this stuff. It's perfectly well done. You go on to try and look at the Bellator website and it takes you to their YouTube page. Mm. And so it's just videos of stuff. And I'm like, I want to see what your rankings are. I want to see, you know, what what your next event is coming up and scroll through the card and see who's fighting on it. To do that, I feel like I have to go into like Tapology or other random Mm. websites to find find out who's fighting on what card. And then I'm, I'm going on to friggin' CBS or something like that to find their rankings. And then I'm questioning, I'm like, are these the right wang- rankings? Have they been put up at the right... Th- oh, don't, don't. <laughs> you did. Oh, you no. did. Not going to Jonathan Rossett. Um, you did. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, I'm not letting that pass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They've got great wankings. That's what we're saying. Thank you. There, there we go. go. Um, As you were. Uh, but yeah, no, but it's hard to, it, it seems it's weird. I, I feel like they should get that sorted. I don't know if that's just a British thing or if, if everyone even in the States is just going onto their yeah. YouTube page. And don't get me wrong. It's, it's interesting to go, oh yeah, their YouTube page, they've got loads of videos. You can put that on your own website, mm. put loads of videos up first, but let us scroll to see rankings and different things. Maybe I'm just being a bit of a granddad and can't navigate the site uh, well uh, enough. I don't think so. I don't think so, mate. And um, I mean, you know, it sounds like we're, we're absolutely ruining Bellatoria. It's not. It's not the fact that, you know, what, what we're saying is we want 
to watch it. We want more people to know about it because, as we've spoken about on so many previous episodes, you know, the the days and the misconceptions that, you know, Bellator is just the kind of the last chance for loom, uh, saloon for X. UFC fighters, yes, obviously lots of them are going over there, but then there's also lots of fighters like Brett Johns that, yep. um, when their contracts up and there's opportunities to renew, no, they they want to go to Bellator because, as it seems to be quite widely known, the money's better there, and so you know you're seeing fighters that aren't necessarily ex UFC fighters, you're seeing legit Bellator beasts that that you know. Are, Michael Chandler being a prime example that's yep. you know that has gone through and made a massive name for himself there and, and has now sort of transitioned um over to over to UFC. But Bellator's got some super exciting fights, some this weekend as well. Um and it's yeah, it just seems Well, we said we were gonna talk about it because it just felt strange. We were both like, Yeah, why 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 doesn't more people not know about this? Like, because Yeah. Um well, like I say, Bellator, get in touch. We'll redesign your website, um, and uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll do all your marketing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why we want those jobs for you, Bellator, is because you've got a couple of great British fighters on that card as well. We've got uh, Aiden Lee, who is taking on Aaron Pico. Aaron Pico is very well known in in the MMA world. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kind of other podcasts I would listen to, or whatever, they've been mentioning Aaron Pico for a long time. He's ranked sixth in the featherweight division in Bellator. So Aiden Lee with a win could shoot himself into that top 10. Uh, then we have uh, Paul Daly, who, you know, you, if you know MMA, you must know Paul Daly. Paul Semtex Daly was a big name in the UFC for a while, fighting at welterweight. He's taking on Jason Jackson in Bellator. And uh, it's a big fight, particularly for Jason Jackson. If Jason Jackson wins this fight against Paul Daly, then uh, it looks like he's if he's not fighting for the belt next, then in the queue behind MVP, then it would maybe make sense for um, MVP to fight Jason Jackson, which is a fight that MVP called for uh, after uh, winning his last fight against uh, Anderson. Anderson, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you could have a, a title eliminator there built up between Jason Jackson and Michael Venom Page. Uh, but obviously we're hoping Paul Daly wins and uh, he does some, it's some of his fights are ridiculous. I mean, the last one as well against Unbelievable. Uh, God, it was Sadai Hamasi was Hamasi, yeah, yeah, and that was a back of it. Daly was rocked early, then he comes back and sparks Hamasi. It was a fantastic fight. It went on for about six and a bit minutes, and it was amazing. Uh, so I'm sure you can maybe check that out. Maybe that's still on the iPlayer. The the Paul Daly Hamasi fight. Um, I'm surprised he turned around so quick and fighting again so quickly after getting quite badly rocked, actually. So that'll be interesting. But um, yeah, so fingers crossed Daly gets that done. You got any thoughts on that? Because I know you're a Daly fan. I am. I'm just looking through his record um, as we're speaking. And like, I mean, he stood and banged with the best. Um, and something uh, that, that got rumoured that got cancelled um, in 2016, just looking at it, was uh, a potential rematch with Josh Koscheck, um, which was obviously the uh, the reason that Daly got removed from the the UFC um, yeah. after that that big old punch after the, the 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 bell. But I mean, God, how many people wanted to smack Josh Koscheck after the <laughs> bell? I mean, if we, we mentioned eye pokes and stuff earlier, I mean, he's that he was the king uh, of, of that. But um, just as I say, just sort of having a little look through this record, um, he's got a win over Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, there you go. 
like um, which I didn't know from uh, 2010. It's unreal when you just somebody. I mean, what, what is he? 38, 39, oh, yeah. th- 38. Yeah. Like, I mean, what a career, and you know, and still fighting, you know, a, a, a super elite level. Yeah. And uh, yeah, love him. Absolutely love him. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to pick Daly to win this one, and then. Obviously, topping the bill, um, I, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he's also got a win over uh, Daly. Uh, I'm Douglas sure Lima. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Lima's got a win over him. Douglas Lima uh, is, is, is great. There's a lot of people that think he's the second best welterweight in the world uh, after Kamara Usman. So, and he's got a big challenge. Yuroslav uh, Amosov is 25 and 0. So, uh, that's going to be a big, big, big fight. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, again, like he's, uh, he's 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 put some beasts to sleep, Lima. He really has, and uh, and I think yeah, it's uh, I think it could be uh, a, a a decent scrap this, and I'm going I'm going to stick with Lima just because, as, as you said, I do think you know he's 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 one of the best welterweights in the world, and uh, and yeah, whether or not we're going to ever see him. Uh, in the in the UFC, who knows? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think he's for the better competition. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But ultimately, particularly those two fights, the Daily v Jackson and Lima versus Amosov, they're big, big fights, and they're ones to get excited for. So, if you are going to check out the iPlayer, maybe on Saturday morning, get your wet your appetite for the UFC later on in the evening, or for the next morning, I should say, I guess. Um, then uh, check out at least those two fights. I think they could be really good ones. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, and yeah, plenty more stuff uh, coming your way. Uh, you've got the Cage Warriors trilogy uh, coming at the end of the month. Um, hopefully Blake and I are going to be uh, down there um, watching this one. L- l- looking forward to getting down to some of them nights. Um, as mentioned at the beginning, uh, we've been lucky enough to speak to many of the fighters that are going to be competing at that, and there's going to be some a great run of episodes uh, featuring some of the, the the best fighters in the in the Cage Warriors organisation in the lead up to that. Uh, and also, we've got some other great uh, episodes coming your way soon. Um, I think we're done, aren't we? I think we are. I think that's your your pre two sixty three and a tiny bit of Bellator thrown in. Episode finito. Yeah, uh, and we'll see you on the other side for the post-fight show. We will indeed. Catch you later, guys. Bye.